Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The Dow is up 34. The NASDAQ is down 48. But there have been day after day of some major league slides in the Dow. And you wonder what's going on. You've seen treasuries being well above 5%, the three-month, the six-month treasuries. And, of course, it's inverted because you get into the multi-year things. They're in the 4%. That's indicator of bad times ahead. But the bad times are already here, even if you don't feel it yet. Although, based on every conversation, everybody feels it in the price we pay for gas, which was, at last look, three eighty-five a gallon on the national average, 10-month high. What we're paying for eggs, what we're paying for milk, never mind what we're paying for housing. And as to the question of why... Once again, you got to look at China. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Uh, I, I, I caught him out and about, and I appreciate him taking the time uh, to, to be with us. I asked you a very specific question. For a market that usually has certain things baked in, it's been a couple of big days of losses what is the driver on this? And your answer is a Wall Street Journal piece that reads, investors fear China's Lehman moment is looming. You mean Lehman Brothers. Talk to me. Lehman Brothers, Tony, of 2008, when the mortgage crisis hit the United States and threw the world into a recession. That is exactly what is happening to China. Now, people that listen to my speeches over the years know that I started bragging about this, and I mean bragging about how this has been something that's on the horizon and it's going to hit. Eight years ago, Tony, eight years ago, I did research that is now coming true with Evergrande filing for bankruptcy today. And if people don't know, Evergrande is one of the largest real estate developers in all of China. Eight years ago, Tony, 1.4 billion population had enough vacant housing units to house 210 million people. Tony, 210 million out of 1.4 billion eight years ago. That's a bubble that's getting huge, and it's going to burst. Now, this uh, story about Evergrande came up a couple of years ago because that's when they first started talking bankruptcy, and we brought it up here on the show. And if you take a look at the numbers over the last two years – Evergrande, which has a lot of commercial, uh, I should say, residential and commercial real estate holdings, uh, they posted a combined loss over the last two years of $81 billion. But what you are discussing with all of those apartments is something that's been referred to as ghost cities. This is the Communist Chinese Party saying, look at all the development we're doing. Basically, they're engaged in jobs programs, building these apartments, these offices, etc., that nobody uses, sir. 
Tony, I've got photographs in front of me right now from the research that I've done where I was in China looking at these ghost cities, driving by with a private guide, taking pictures I wasn't supposed to take, Tony. There's block after block, city after city of empty, brand-new apartment buildings. Tony, someone borrowed money to put these up. Evergrande. Evergrande borrowed money, and other companies did. They have no tenants. They can't pay it back, Tony. So that means that the Chinese banking system has a false balance sheet. I know this will shock you that Chinese entities lie about their financials and other information. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Of course, uh, the Communist Chinese Party lies. But let's get a little bit into why they would make this decision. They knew that they were engaging in a jobs program. They knew that there were no people to move into these places. But they did it anyway. They must have done it, allowing Evergrande to do it, which is, of course, uh, part and parcel of the Communist Party, because they expected somehow something to work out that didn't. What was the thing that they expected to work out? Or am I giving them too much credit? They just did it, crossed their fingers, and hoped for the best. Well, Tony, it's both. One, they're not that bright, and they did. They did it hoping to cross their fingers and it would work. That was the first thing. The second thing is, in my research, I discovered there is this tremendous pressure from the Communist Party for people to move out of the rural areas in the interior of the country into the coastal cities, off the farms, off the raw land, into the cities. And they didn't move, Tony. They built these, it's kind of like gambling on homes. They gambled on 210 million empty units, and nobody showed up to live in them. But that argument is only, it doesn't solve anything. And, and allow me to push back. No one builds these apartments and assumes that amazingly somehow people are going to show up. It's not a country that has some warm, welcoming type of immigration policy. They had to have known that the people weren't going to show up. So the idea that Evergrande collapses or that there might be some other issues had to have been understood. They had to have known this was a zero-sum game, and you're saying no. No, Tony. I will say no. They aren't that bright. I am telling you, they didn't realize what was happening. I mean, I can give you other examples of people that I know in Shanghai trade derivatives on the Shanghai index, and they're not allowed to short sell. They're not allowed to short sell. When the market's dropping, Tony, they're banned from doing it, and the Chinese government instead gives them loans saying, buy. Oh, the market's dropping. Here's a loan. Buy. Tony, that's a formula for disaster. I loan you money to buy stock when the market's dropping? That's, that's just as bad as speculating on empty housing and empty uh, apartment complexes. But perfectly uh, in line with the Communist uh, Party uh, of China. Let's go back to this Wall Street Journal piece, Rebecca Fang uh, reporting. Investors fear China's Lehman moment is looming. Take us back. What happened to Lehman Brothers? How did that collapse come about? Where were they over leveraged? What went wrong? And is this solely about this company, this group Evergrande? Or is this about a much greater conversation regarding the Chinese economy in Toto? Well, first of all, Evergrande is just the tip of the iceberg, Tony. Just the tip of the iceberg because they have a lot of investors in the United States. So we are on the hook here if they go belly up, which they're going belly up, so we're on the hook. The only similarity is real estate. 
Tony, the only similarity is real estate. We ran into a problem because our government, well, I guess it is similar. Our government got involved. They forced Freddie and Fannie to buy delinquent mortgages. So the contagion happened when our federal government said, solid investors must buy bad loans. They made it a requirement. That's where we went wrong. They went wrong, Tony, in a completely different way. They put money into empty buildings, knowing they would be empty, knowing that it wouldn't be rented as a jobs project that never came to fruition. But when we take a look at the Lehman moments, first, you, you, you talk about Evergrande, and they did uh, come uh, and apply for bankruptcy protections in, in Manhattan courts uh, as, as of today. American investors didn't know that investing in Chinese companies wasn't going to lead to a bad result. And is someone now going to tell me that these American investors need to get bailed out because of what happened in China? Thank you, Tony. Thank you for saying that. Thank you a million times. They shouldn't be bailed out because I can't tell you how many times I've sat around meetings with sophisticated investors with big money on the table and I am yelling, don't invest in China. And they said, we'll get out before the bubble bursts. We'll put it in, we'll ride it to the top, and we'll get out before it bursts. Tony, sophisticated investors know what they're doing, and they're going to go to the U.S. government for a bailout, and we've just got to say no. Embody Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Well, if we're going to invoke Nancy Reagan, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a whole thing right there. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist. At the University of Indianapolis, China's economy and the global economy, and therefore the recession uh, fears, because if a Lehman moment is coming in China, then the global recession gets added onto. It doesn't get subtracted from. We know Europe is in recession. We have seen China, things going so badly. They no longer report, for example, youth unemployment numbers. They don't report those numbers uh, anymore. And there was never any trusting of their GDP. They've always been people who manipulate the yuan and in, in terms of uh, pegging it against uh, the, the dollar. What do we think the collapse moment is what does a collapse look like, and what does China have in the arsenal to bolster against it? Oh, Tony, that, that, there's so much there. Um, where do I start? Okay, here's where the thing we got to focus on. U.S. investors have shamelessly put money into Chinese companies and Chinese securities, hoping that it would go up, Tony. That was wrong. The next thing is the international indices. There's a complicated story here, but they added Chinese stocks to various indices, which means you and I, by virtue of owning an index fund, we own China, even if we don't want to. Tony, there's a ripple effect, all based on the Communist Party of China causing problems. And U.S. investors, Tony, they're addicts. We've talked about it before, and this was another addiction. Let's get quick rich on China. Mistake, mistake, mistake. Now the follow-up. China doesn't report its youth unemployment numbers because they're ridiculously high. China, even when they're reporting their GDP and saying uh, 3 and 4%, nobody believes them. It's that bad and getting worse. The global recession, like we have recession in in. Europe means that people aren't buying as much. They have an aging population, so they don't have enough people for the manufacturing to supply the product that might already be wanted, never mind it being down. 
And that aging population means that there is no new population to replace, and they've got a population problem that is coming over the next 100 years. What is China's backstop? Because I can't imagine Xi Jinping, the dictator of China, is simply going to say, well, this sucks, and just let it all go to pot. Tony, I'm going to go back to my original statement. They're not that smart. And let me ask you, let me ask you the question about a backstop. What would you do if you're a dictator in a country with a failing economy and the population is getting unruly? I kill 20 million people. I kill 20 million people in the center of the country and bury them in a mass grave and then build another one of these ghost cities on top of it so nobody sees them. I've thought about that before, sir. I know how to answer that question. That's what's going to happen. Or would you attack? Or would you attack Taiwan as a distraction? Um, I don't know why one precludes the other, because I thought you were asking the conversation of how you feed your people, uh, what it, what you do when the people get restless. Yes, you engage in an attack in Taiwan uh, as a way of subterfuge. Yes, you work with the with Russia in trying to annoy the United States. Of course, you do. But that doesn't solve your problem. It, it, it might distract from it. It doesn't solve the problem. Even if you were to have them take control of Taiwan, you would then have a belief that they would be able to properly maneuver the, the, the semiconductor business in a way to radical profitability to then uh, limit the other losses. You just said they're not that smart. They're not, Tony. They're not. And, and I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but stop thinking rationally. These are dictators. This is a dictator, Tony. They don't care if people die. They don't care if they destroy an economy. These people who are dictators go back in history. Look at the Khmer Rouge. Look at Mao Zedong. Look, these people don't care. You are right about that. I mean, I mean, I, I, I get where I'm coming from. I hope you get where I'm coming from and other people do. And, you know, how this gets thought out. If you can't feed the people, you kill the people. If you need a distraction, you go about an invasion. But the invasion doesn't solve anything, and that's not even uh, the point. You can't give up the ideology if the ideology is the totality of your existence. Uh, that, that point yeah. is, is indeed uh, well taken. Uh, American investors, um, we talk about not being smart. When the next cool thing out of China happens, they're going to buy into it? Of course they will, Tony. Of course they will. They're chasing the dollar. Oh, it's, it's a shiny object. What about fundamentals? What about profits? What about basic uh, economics? They don't care. These are addicts on Wall Street. They're not long-term investors. I've said that a million times, and I still believe it. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, D-R-M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on the Xbox. Can I say the Xbox? It's Twitter. It's now X on the X app. Oh, it's just so annoying. <laughs> Doctor, I appreciate you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.